Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This proved to be the final lap for Adelaide's Supercars event after 21 years. The future of a street circuit is completely unviable. After a two-year hiatus, the Adelaide 500 is back this year. The race will be the final on the Supercars calendar and what will also mark Holden's final event in the championship. Can't underestimate how, as a driver and part of the motor racing event, we are so thankful that it's back on the calendar. Yep, it certainly is. And there is one man that is absolutely stoked it is back. He probably thought that all of his Christmases have come at once because as of Thursday, this man is going to be celebrating. Please welcome. He is, of course, the editor of The Race Talk and one of the hosts of the On The Grid podcast. Also does a lot of commentary for the Speed Series and did some stuff for the AGP and the Bathurst 12 Hours. So please welcome to the driver's seat, the one and only Richard Crail. Oh, thank you. It was nice to be here. I, I heard you talking about Matt McKeldin not being here, and I am also <laughs> disappointed because I have seen Matt McKeldin in action at the Adelaide 500 before, and it's always exciting. So I feel like we're missing out on something with, with the great man not being here. But it's very nice to be with you. And where's where's old old Stevie J? Uh, I know he's got some TCM commitments this weekend, and I'm excited to call them after what he did in that Mustang at Bathurst, but they're pretty poor not turning up to his own radio show. It's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, Richard, I must say, this is probably the, what do you reckon, Nimsy? The third week in a row? Second week in a row. Week. No, it's third week. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have large shoulders for a reason, Richard Crail. One of us has to carry the show. Um, <laughs> mate, and, I, and, and thank you very much for that, uh, saying those kind words about me at the Adelaide 500. It's one of the circuits around Australia. I've never actually hit a wall, so uh, oh, I used to Go, I think I finished six. It's, it's rare. It's rare at this place because most people have it. I know, right? <laughs> no, I think I finished. Uh, the last time I was there was oh, in the Trans Am in twenty twenty. Yeah, was it twenty twenty? And I think I finished fifth for the round, which was uh, pretty good. That was when the talent pool was just a little less stocked in Trans Am than it, <laughs> what it currently is. Uh, but anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about. The Velo Adelaide 500. Mate, give us, you're, you're on the ground, you're a, a local South Australian. Give us the vibe. How's the Marbo? Is it is it just out of control down there with excitement? Particularly given that uh, in that intro there, there was some uh, fully educated politician saying that there is absolutely no case for a street race in South Australia. Fair to say that he was wrong. And now we're on the dawn. And how is it? Is it exciting on the ground? Yeah, it turns out the simplest way to get re-elected as a political party is to back motor racing and you're going to get back in. Because yep. that's, that's what Peter Malinowskis and the Labor government did over here, or the Labor Party did over here. And they, they rushed in with a landslide and got themselves back into power after a long time out of office. Look, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, I'm currently, and, and I'm at a place I imagine uh, Matt McKeldin has visited at some point, uh, called the Arab Steed. It's a pub on Hutt Street. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and it's buzzing. The whole place is buzzing. And there are people that have migrated up from the track. There are people that are already here um, from interstate that are, that are here for the week to enjoy the race. And in, in this city, this time of year, generally, you don't get that. And, and we haven't seen that in South Australia since the days of the Grand Prix. So 
to have that influx at this time of year is outstanding. The weather's superb. Um, the rain has finally gone away. And we're set for four amazing days. And, and I spent today out at the circuit, the preparation, the build-up, pre-media events and things like that, all the planning that goes into it. And the place looks extraordinary. It is the best it's looked in the supercar era here. Brand new surface, new catch fencing around, new corporate suites. The, the place looks a million bucks. And they've probably spent more than that. But I think it, it's going to be every result. And it, it should be a spectacular weekend of motorsport. Crowley, um, now, just looking at the forecast, I was thinking that they're pro- probably not going to pass out on top of the pit lane thanks to a lot of Coopers, but seeing that it's 33 on Saturday and Sunday, that might be the case. So hopefully no one's got a camera yeah. phone out there. But um, just you did mention, like, obviously, at this time of the year, you don't normally have that buzz that you have, uh, like, when it is Mad March. So do you reckon that th- them actually making it the season close? Because it's, yes, I know it's tradition, and we love tradition here, but do you reckon that this is the fitting spot for the new and relaunched Adelaide 500? And would you like to see it continue in this spot? Yeah, I, I genuinely do. And, and it's not just yay, SA hype coming from me. I, I think it is the best place for it in the calendar. It worked brilliantly as a season opener. There's no doubt about that. It was such a cool way to launch the championship. Brutal street circuit, tough, demanding, unpredictable races, massive crowd. It was a really cool way to get some momentum in the championship at the start of the season. But locally, it, it stopped working, frankly. And, and it was becoming mm. lost within the Fringe Festival that was on and the Adelaide Festival and the arts and all the performing arts stuff that was going on. And then, in some instances, you had footy season about to kick off. So it was all the hype about the crows and the power and not motor racing. This time of year is spectacular. The weather's generally good. Football season's done and dusted. Cricket's only just starting to gain some momentum. And we've got the Test match here next week. So that works really well following on. But as a season finale, it has all the same ingredients as a way to open the season. Um, but it just, just so happens that it's going to be the one that decides the championship. And while we've got a bit of a dead rubber this year in that Shane has smoked everybody and, and he's unbeatable in supercars at the moment, it's the perfect place for a championship showdown. So I think it works. And the other thing is, and, and those of you that have been to this place will attest, People still remember the Grand Prix and talk about the Grand Prix. And for its 11-year existence, it was in November. It was the season finale. So uh, I think people here have got long memories and they remember that party being in November. So to have that come back, I think, just works perfectly. And, and the reaction from ticket, ticket buyers has been huge. I think, I, think I, I heard the other day that it's the fifth highest pre-sale tickets in the event's history since wow. 1998. So they've sold a heap of tickets, a lot of corporate it clearly there's that post-COVID yay way back response, but I think the timing works and it, it gets it out of a busy period in Adelaide and gets it some clean air and, and for the Supercars Championship, it works as well. And I think also, Richard, I mean, South Australia is a proud motorsport state, obviously. You had the, the Malala circuit out there for a million years, still operating, I suppose, at a state level. Then we had the, the new glittering toy from the Shahins in Talem Bend. Great circuit to drive from unbelievable Great facilities. facility, yeah. a brilliant facility, but doesn't hasn't seemed to capture the imagination of the local South Australian. It's not like the joint gets packed out. And look, it is a big place, so you probably would never be able to pack it out, really. But the yeah. the crowds have in historically in Taylor and Bend seem to have stayed away somewhat. Do you know with the crowds that are coming to the Adelaide 500 this weekend, are they? Do you know what percentages are locals as opposed to interstaters or internationals? I mean, have the local South Australians seriously embraced 
this race? Yeah, they have. Yeah, there's no no doubt in my mind. I, I heard today that they were expecting somewhere in the vicinity of ten to thirteen thousand people from interstate. So, right. and and that is why governments put these events on, right? I mean, you want those people to come into the region to book the hotels out, and you cannot get a hotel in the CBD for love nor money, especially money at the moment, um, <laughs> which is great. That, that's exactly what they want. They want that hotel occupancy to be as high as it possibly can be. They want the restaurants to be full. They want the pubs to be full, and the one I'm at right now is. Um, <laughs> and and that, that that's all part of it. But but I think from a local point of view, yes, it's been embraced. And, and there's a couple of factors in that. One is the post-COVID you know, yay, we're back. Yes, we can go to things. We're actually allowed out. Events are still a novelty, I think, and we've seen that across the board this year with great attendances at footy games, at, at motorsport events especially. The Grand Prix was such an outpouring of, of emotion in the world reopening this year, and, and I think that's still a factor. And I think, honestly, it's going to be a factor moving into next year when events like Newcastle come back into the calendar after what will be four years away. So... I think there's massive value in that. And you mentioned about the bend. You know, I think the bend is going to be an overnight success 15 years in the making. I think down the road, it will be a staple of our sport, but it's going to take a long time. And and anyone who knows South Australians knows that Adelaide's a 20-minute city. And if you're any further than 20 minutes out, you're in the country and it's hard work. So, (laughs) So the bend is hard to get people to, and that's a hardcore place to go. So... It's a bit like Winton is to Melbourne. So the hardcore yep. fans make the trek up the Hume to go to Winton, whereas you probably get more of a casual audience go to Sandown, and then, of course, everyone goes to the Grand Prix. Very similar here. You get people from the sea where they wander down. Eastern suburbs can wander in. Foot traffic, public transport, it's really easy. So, But I think it's been so well embraced, and local media have got behind it. There's been wall-to-wall coverage. And, you know, before we've had a lap turned in anger and before one person's gone through the turnstiles... I think it's paid off for the government. I think their call has been the right one for sure. It's one of the things you make a very good point there, Richard, about uh, Adelaide being a 20-minute city. Adelaide is one of my favourite places absolutely on the planet. I just love the joint. None more so than when I did race there in the Trans Am in uh, 2020. I finished our morning activities. I didn't fence it. And uh, Mrs. Mack and I then jumped into the hire car and rolled out to the Barossa for a quiet, cheeky white uh, <laughs> nice. during during race weekend. So that's what you get when you go to the Adelaide 500. Um, Richard, we've got a, a text that's come in from a great mate of ours, Pete in Car- Cranbourne. Now, you are the doyen of TCM. It's a category that you wholeheartedly love, endorse, commentate. You're a real champion for it. And he's uh, he's just written here, great to be back, guys. If Stevie J isn't going to race TCM full-time next year, who on the Ford side of the fence do you think can take it up to John Bow and Ryan Hansford and the rest of the teams? Now, two things from that, Pete. Not entirely confirmed whether Steve... Will not be back. Hang on, that'll end up on Speed Cafe. Next time. If you don't watch yeah, yourself, Matty. that'll end up there. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we're, we're just going to push that to one side. But should Stevie J not come back, who can take it up to the boys? It's a good question, uh, and, and I have an answer for you. I will say about Stevie J. I, I bumped into Russell Hancock, who owns the Ford Mustang that Steve has been racing lately, mm-hmm. and who in whom he smoked the field at Bathurst. Let's be honest, he destroyed them. It was an outstanding performance. Um, and we try not to talk him up too much, but, gee, it was very, very good. Mm. So as, as the caller for TCM, I'd be gutted if he's not back. I think the competitive fires are burning again, 
And I saw him after Bathurst, and he had that little swagger about him, and he was very happy with his performance there, as you would be. <laughs> so I'll be disappointed. I spoke to the car owner today, and he said, Krause, we're going for six to six this weekend. I said, what do you mean? We've only got four races. He's like, no, no, we want to win practice and qualifying as well. So there's a bit of pressure on Stevie to, to get after it this weekend. Uh, in answer to the question, in the worst-case scenario that he's not back, and I'm pretty confident Russell wants to keep him in the car, so assuming they can get the finances right, I'm, I'm sure he'll be there. Um, Marcus Sikanovic will be back next year. Um, he, unfortunately, had to sit out this year. He, he broke his leg quite badly in a workplace incident, which is a real shame. And um, Marcus has got his XD Falcon, very similar to the one that Stevie J races. He's got that hooked up. It's a good car. Marcus is a good driver. So he's one that I think will be good. Um, Andrew Fisher, who has had a really good season driving at Tirana, jumped into the Holden because the Ford wasn't going so well. But he spent mm. his time racing the Tirana to develop his GDHO Falcon. And they think they've got it right. So Andrew's proven this year that he can run with Bow and Hansford at the front of the field. So mm-hmm. if they've got the Falcon right for next season, then he could be a contender too. So I think there's some hope for the Blue Oval Brigade if... Worst case, our mate isn't back on the grid. But I certainly hope he is because he's he's good fun to have in the championship. He is good fun. He's good fun to have around here when we see him. When we see him, um, yeah. <laughs> When he rocks up. <laughs> when he arrives. Um, Rich, we've run out of time. I'm going to let you go. And I know you've got a massive weekend ahead of you. But I just – and you're going to be very embarrassed when I tell this story. But years and years and oh, years, no. years and years and years ago, you and I were calling for Indie FM TV oh, on the yeah. Gold Coast. I think – you remember that? I think there were things going on behind the cameras there that we'll never be able to bring to, to daylight because we'd both get so arrested. Many but things. So many will we things. tonight either. No, no, no. But <laughs> – I, I would like to publicly say that back then, and I reckon that was probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, it was when we flew in that Blackhawk helicopter up and down yeah, the mate, beach, whenever that was. That was um, 2008, Matt. That was 2008. Oh, okay, 2008. So How 14 years ago. Now? <laughs> that's that's so crazy. Good. That's what I like to call the era when I still had hair. So, uh, it's... <laughs> But I, I, I leaned across to Richard at one point and I said, mate, you are too good at this. You need to be going overseas oh, and calling stop. IndyCar because from back then in 2008 to this day, we see you on the Speed Series. I think in a crowded space of Australian motorsport commentary with big names like Scaife, Neil Crompton and that sort of stuff, I think you are an absolute standout and the rest of the planet's loss is Australia's win that you stayed in this country, mate. I love your work. I think your passion is unbelievable. Your knowledge is, is exceptional. And I'm, uh, I'm just glad that we've got you still here in Australia, but I think you missed your calling, mate. You should have been overseas calling international <laughs> motorsports. So. Uh, well, that's very, very kind of you, Matt. And I very much appreciate that. Those Gold Coast times were outstanding. Mm. Um, there, there's a bit of international stuff in my future next year, I think at this stage. Oh. So there's a, there's a bit of stuff on the go that, that could see me over there, perhaps with my mates from Radio Le Mans, so they get to call the back as 12 hours. So there's a big race in France in June next year, the, the 100th anniversary. I think I might get a guarantee out. But I, I appreciate that, mate. It, it's, uh, it, those indie days were awesome fun to work with you and that, that team there. So, no, they were, a, they were a big part of my career. I look fondly on those and, and still remember them. But uh, I appreciate those words. Very kind of you. I'm very Absolutely, mate. Well, I knew you would be, but I just wanted to get that out there in the public space because uh, this is your debut here on the driver's seat. Next year, we hope to get you on uh, way more regularly because you are you are a superstar. And I just wanted to publicly right off the bat say that I think you're one of the best. So, mate, have a, have a great time this weekend. We'll be watching and uh, uh, appreciate everything you do.
No, very kind of you. Thanks, guys. Look forward to talking more.